Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode. This episode of The Bra and the Brave is a little bit different. For the past 11 years, I have had the privilege and pleasure of working with Airdrie and Coatbridge Amateur Operatic Society, choreographing productions such as West Side Story, Singing in the Rain, Jesus Christ Superstar and Rock of Ages. They are an amazing club who have been treading the boards for over 100 years. They offer a welcoming, inclusive, supportive and fun space for people to unite and create theatre together working closely with music, drama and dance specialists to create the most incredible shows. The club's 2020 production of Oklahoma ground to a halt two days before opening night back in March. And having already started to record an Opera Week episode, I felt it was only right to continue to talk to just some of the members of Achaos, albeit remotely, to capture the magic of this wonderful club and why it is so special to so many. What is the best thing about Achaos? I'm sure I'm not alone in saying this, but I think the best thing about Achaos is everybody that's in it. It's a total cliche, but it is an actual family. The connections with people, the chance to get people that you wouldn't normally interact with and socialise with. Yeah, it's definitely the people. For me, it's just like the friends that you meet, the big family vibe that is created. Well, it's over a hundred years old. It's kept going, and it is the same people, and we're all like one big. Maybe not always happy, because <laughs> we're so passionate, but one big family, and we're all working to the same goal. We just want to make this like great production, so we're all dedicated to working hard and putting on a really good show. And it is just it's fun. It's a great laugh. For me, it's twofold. I think that. For, for me, it will always come back to an opportunity to perform and to perform shows, musicals that, you, you know, I remember growing up as a kid singing along to and, and wanting this opportunity to, to be in. And obviously that's not, I didn't choose to go down that career path. It was something that I thought about when I was in my kind of teens and, you know, I'd done X amount of training and I'd decided, you know, do I want to do this as a career? And I chose not to. I went down a very different route and I love my job, but you know, it means that I still have that outlet and I still have that opportunity to be on stage and to perform and create shows, you know, with this incredible group of people. And I think that's the other side to Achaos and we all talk about it within the club, you know, how close we are and how how much we're a family. And for me, that's like literal <laughs> because I met my husband through Achaos. So it is literally family to me if I, if I hadn't come along and and seen a show and met Ross and got involved simply put I wouldn't live where I live I wouldn't have the light and I wouldn't have the friends that we've got like there were so many then I think back to like our wedding three years ago the amount of the amount of people that we we just know and love because the club brought us together when you look back and think about it you're like god it's such a huge huge part of our life and a huge part of who we are so you know, it's something really special about it. And I think it creates a really special atmosphere. That combination of being able to do what you love with the people you love is something really special. And that for me is the best thing about A Chaos. 
Number one is the amount of friends I've made over the years. And obviously, I met Suzanne through that. And the teamwork and uh, working with so many brilliant people, obviously, on stage and off stage, the latter being off stage as stage director. So, yeah, it's good uh, working with many different professionals and and learning from them as well, hopefully, as uh, making their job a lot easier. Yeah, that's the best thing. It's uh, definitely teamwork. We are uh, a brilliant team and uh, met a lot of brilliant people through it. For me, it's it's two things. One connected to your good self, actually. You know me, <laughs> near dancer, but some of the really beautiful beautiful stuff sorry, that we've done during the chaos is it gives people that are members of the club a chance to like when we did singing in the rain you know people that aren't tap dancers to become tap dancers and people that you know aren't sort of graceful to feel a bit graceful sometimes and I've really really enjoyed doing that and every year you think you know you'll maybe show us a dance move or something and inside our heads are like is that possible can we can we all do that does that look good when we all do that and it does and it makes you feel as if oh I was quite elegant there for a second that's quite nice there's a quality I wouldn't have immediately associated with my good self but it's and I think that really does and it kind of pushes you and it makes you feel really fit so I think definitely for me um one of the best things about it is I, I like the singing and, and I like the acting and I think I'm, I'm kind of okay at them, but I really like the fact that sometimes at the end I think, oh, I felt a bit dancey there, and I love that. The other thing that's, I suppose it's a really obvious answer, but it's the friends that, it's the friends and it's the connections you make with people. When I joined, I mean, if I, when I look at my really close friends that I have now, friends that I can't imagine not having for the rest of my life, they've all come from a chaos. I've, I've, I've gained family out of it in Katrina. I've, I've gained the godparents to my children out of it. My closest friends and Suzanne and Lisa and Pamela and, and Leslie Ann and Katrina and everybody else that I have, they've all come from, from the club. And it's lovely and you get to meet such a wide variety of people and you get to appreciate where you know a lot of different people are coming from with their situations that bring them that bring them to the club. And it's just it's, oh, it's such a lovely it's such a lovely thing to have. Well, I suppose I have to say that I met my husband through it. I might get shot if I don't say that. Um, yeah, it's just been, I think for me, it's just camaraderie. I know it sounds, every, so probably all my answers will be very cliched, but it is just one big family and I've met so many amazing people through Ikeos and just through my love of standing in front of a mirror with a hairbrush from a very early age. It was a chance to put that and make it real. Getting a chance to sing, dance, act and meeting loads of amazing people. I think that's that's the best thing about E-Chaos. There's maybe a couple of things maybe there. <laughs> um, I grew up with it. So it's a weird question for me uh, to tell you the best thing about it because it's always been a part of my life uh, like my my dad was really heavily involved in it um, so I remember it from about the age of six maybe seven so that was that was basically from the months of October to March every year that was my entire existence like my dad would would go to that I would go to school I would go do my normal life but my weekends were basically the opera for those people who don't know my mum's the wardrobe mistress and uh, my dad was very very heavily involved in it um, and stuff so I, I I always remember that so I think the best thing about it for me is probably but it's been a constant and I've met 
some really excellent friends there. I've met people I would consider my family and that's that's probably the best thing about it. I mean, it's incredibly fun and, and I'm sure people will say, oh, it's great and you get to perform and all that and stuff, but it's it's kind of always been there for me. So it's a bit of a strange question. Um, well, for me, the best thing about A Chaos is the family environment. There's a big age range in A Chaos, and like there's people that come from all different walks of life. But I think everyone coming together, being able to chat, and just especially when it gets closer to a show or like you're building up for something, everyone just gets so close together, and it's just that atmosphere in there is incredible when it comes to that sort of thing. For me, it's changed over the years, Lisa. Um... I think you know when it started off, I was I was there for the shows, I was there for the performing, and that was that was the be all and that was the end all. I remained loyal to Chaos because they were the first club that I ever went to, and they took me in and they cast me. So I always made sure they were my home club. But I used to float about loads of clubs when I was younger. But then as you get older, and you know, uh, basically, it's no exaggeration to say that a Chaos has shaped the, my life as you would see it nowadays. If you walked in, where I live, uh, who are married, uh, my children exist because of a chaos. You know, the people that I've met, I have the other things I do with theatre and all the rest of it. Uh, I'm involved in, right across Lanarkshire Theatre now and music. Everything started with a chaos and the people that I meet in a chaos. So as time evolved, you start to realise that the club has given you so much. And as I'm getting older, I perform and I'm performing slightly less now, but I am well aware of the debt that I owe to Kiosk and, and what it did for me and what I know it can do for other people. And you start to realise that it's more than just about performing, that it's a club, it's a community thing and it provides an important, you know, you know an absolute, crucial thing to the community for people who are into theatre and musical theatre then you know it becomes so much more than what show they're doing um, and you know it's basically as I said it's just shaped my entire life I think it has to be the family the family atmosphere um, I, my mum and dad were involved in it from I was a very young age and now my boys are involved in it and it's great to see that side of it and it's just you look around and there's loads of family connections and everybody treats their friends as family as well it's just a very family fun atmosphere it's the idea of family i think it's been a very important ethos with the club is that everyone's a family whether you're on stage off stage production um front of house whatever part you are you are a massive family and everyone knows everyone um you always feel that regardless of what you're doing you're always supported you never feel that any kind of acting choices or singing choices as I'm sure Ross will probably say that I'm lying <laughs> but um, any kind of choices you make as to, in terms of character you're not worried mm-hmm. that someone's going to turn around and laugh at you no. or that you're going to be like ridiculed yeah. uh-huh, to try things out yeah absolutely and you always feel that you can experiment with anything Great. and you're in safe hands with it mm. but also at the same time working like being backstage and knowing that if you're having a bad day or if something's went wrong, you can go to someone and have a wee cry, or a wee moan, yeah. or a wee rant. Mm, which so part is, of the process, yeah. isn't it? Which is you just, care so much. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to, no one wants to go on that stage, no one wants to watch the show and for it not to go well. Yeah. So it's always nice to feel that you are supported, whether you're cast, crew, production, mm. whatever it is. It's a, it's a lovely wee family. 
I think that's what makes us incredibly special. And I also think we're very, very good, it's probably the best word I can think of right now, mm. at making others and making individuals feel special. Regardless of what their talent is, we always find a way to make them feel that they are part of the club and they are an integral part of the club, yeah. not just you're here to fill a gap or you're no, here no. to fill a stage. Um, so that's really nice. Um, my favourite thing about uh, Ikeos, I would say, is just the sense of community, I think, and family. Um, I'm sure I'm not the only one who would have said that. Um, but for me, it's like you can go somewhere and I really think that I, I feel my most, like, I really feel myself, you know, like you can go somewhere and completely just be yourself and relax and chill with people who don't just feel like you know they're not really just acquaintances they really are genuine kind of genuine friends and just that sense of a family like there and I kind of I, I, I definitely need that in my life like because you don't sometimes you've got the kids and things as well you just need something for you and I think when you just go somewhere it's like going to a, like a home from home type thing you know you can just completely just and I just love that sense of community and but also the fun um element and the fact that we're all doing this thing that we all love to do um, and I think that just brings us all together more as well and that's what I just love about it the people it sounds pure cheese but it is the people for me um I've been in a lot of clubs and I've choreographed and I've directed um, and people always talk about oh my Amdram family but I actually think that Airdrie is like that for me. Um, it's some of the kindest people I've ever met. And I, I had a wee break from a chaos and I had a break from shows and I came back to do Rent. Mm. And when I came back, I was quite anxious and I, I kind of was feeling nervous even to walk in here. And as soon as I walked in the door, Eilish came up and gave me a big hug. Like she could tell, do you know that way? Mm. And, and it, that's just what it is for me. And when I did my, my show at the Fringe, like loads of people from a chaos came like and supported me. And it's just... So I'm really, really busy, like in life, yeah. and actually doing this show. I did it as a sort of social thing because mm-hmm. I, I don't get time this to go out. Hobby, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I don't. I, it. I don't get time to go out or socialise really because I work all the time. Yeah. So coming here for a lot of people, they might see it as you know an extra busy thing, but for me, this was actually my stress relief. Believe mm. it or not. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I love about Akeos. Like I just feel welcome. They welcome anybody. <laughs> They will. We're Welcome, not. anybody. Even me. So. <laughs> um, the feeling of a team. Now, myself, I came from a rugby background. That's all I did, played in team sports and the like. And when I was invited to come backstage, I never expected to get a similar feeling of what it's like to be in a sports team um, backstage in theatre. Um, it was just immense. Um, so definitely that's that's one for me. What is the best thing about Opera Week? O- Opera Week at uh, Airdrie is class. It's classy. Um, when you've got uh, Bob dressed with his uh, black bow tie and his, uh, his medals and, and you just feel as if you're part of something very special. It's, uh, it's a huge tradition, clearly, in Airdrie. Again, it goes back to that sort of family feel. Um, but it, you feel as if it's not just a show to sell tickets to make money for an organisation and everybody goes off and does their own thing again. It's it's a fe- it's like a festival almost um, for the for the town. Um, and I know obviously a lot of uh, people come far and wide, but there's clearly a lot of local support too and they recognise that uh, 
when a chaos are putting a show in, in, the, in the town hall that people will uh, will will be in for a great night's entertainment no matter the show so yeah i would say it's got a real festival feel it's it's classy they do it with style um now and again, there's obviously we we fun things which happen. I mean, there was a show, of course, uh, I didn't uh, be part of, uh, which was uh, all shook up. But um, my wife and I dressed up as a couple of idiot Elvis impersonators and joined the party in the audience, and it really did feel like a party. So I've seen it from both sides, not only from being on stage, but being a member of the audience and feeling the buzz, feeling the vibe, feeling the excitement, and just knowing you're part of something special. My favourite thing about Opera Week is, well, when I did, um, when I was in AKOS, when I was a part of the shows, I think I was at high school and then I was at college. So I really enjoyed having like my day kind of as a student, then kind of being like knowing that you're going to be almost like a performer at night. So it was like almost like two kind of different lives almost. It felt like a little bit of a double life, which was quite fun. And um, I just think there's such a buzz. I mean, you're absolutely exhausted, <laughs> which um, is part and parcel of the job. But yeah, I just think the buzz that you have throughout the day in your day-to-day life and your nine-to-five job feeds off of what you're doing at night, which is like my favourite thing. It's always for me that, do you know what it is? It's all, I, I love all of Opera Week, but I'm always most excited for the Friday night performance because the Friday night performance without doubt is always, for me it's always, I've usually got most people in, totally selfishly, that's usually the night that most of my pals are in, but I always think there's something, and I'm usually working, so it's usually the day that I know I'm not getting up to go to work the next day. Um, And some people would say, oh, opening night's the best or closing night, and I love them all, but there's always just something really magic about those Friday night performances, like there's the audience is always a little bit, they're always a little bit drunk, and they're always a little bit rowdy, and they're just, there's just always a great energy about it. And you've got to the point in a week where you've kind of nailed out, you've you've you've, you've sorted the kind of opening night, you know, dodgy moments. They've kind of settled and you're not quite at the start. You're not quite at the end of the week. So you know that you've still, it's usually the point for me where I can be like, ah, I, I can properly enjoy this now. I know we've got this in the bag. We've totally nailed it. And we're going into the weekend. And, um, and then we go to the pub afterwards and get loads of food. So... Uh, all, all in all, fr- Friday night of show week is always my absolute favourite, uh, just because of the energy and the excitement. And you've still not, you're still, it's, it's not done. You've got more to come. Whereas on Saturday night, you just get a bit sad because you're like, oh, that's it now. It's done. I love the buzz of backstage. I don't go on stage because I'm too embarrassed to go on stage. Tried it when I was a child. Didn't really much dig it. So <laughs> um, I just much prefer to do backstage and the, the buzz about it the, and the because backstage is just as important as on stage, so you, can, you can't have all these actors yeah, and stuff 100%. on stage if you don't have the teamwork in backstage, and it's good teamwork, and it's, you get to catch up with people that you don't see from one year to the next, mm. because the only time you maybe see them is working with them backstage. Yeah. But you know, if you need them, they're there. They, they message you a few weeks beforehand saying, when's show week, do you need me, can I come, <laughs> and I'll see you there. And that's, that's what I like about it in particular I love that it's my birthday every Friday I love that like the Queen I have more than one birthdays thanks to the wonder that is Alan Love um, that started in, in during Forbidden Planet years and years ago um, so I love the way how a bad joke sticks 
it was so it happened during Forbidden Planet because Alan Love once somebody once told Alan he was funny and he believed him, and so it became a thing that at every single event it was my birthday it didn't matter whether it was the Kaylee Alan Smith actually said for a moment when he was doing his speech at his own wedding he was going to sing happy birthday to me and I was like that would have been friendship ending as far as I'm concerned <laughs> like so I love the fact that in Oprah week I have a second birthday um I love the frantic sort of nature of it you know the sort of I actually like being at work during Opera Week because you know that the minute it's finished, it's Opera Week and off you go to the town hall and it's brilliant. I like the frantic sort of getting ready. Anne Smith, we're so, so lucky to have her and I'm so lucky to have her for a number of reasons, actually. Um, But I love it when she's like, come here. And you're like, oh, and the first thing you just check what you're wearing and you check to see if you particularly like any part of it because I was like oh, please don't take me to take the belt off please don't tell me I need different shoes um please I, I like what I'm wearing I like it but ultimately you've got you've got to go with what you've got to go with what Anne says and I just I think it's just the satisfaction of seeing all the you know six months of really hard work from from you guys in the production team and from everybody else just all come to all come to fruition on the stage it's just there's something really satisfying about it I just love the whole thing, Lisa. There's a there's a succinct answer for a waffle. The whole thing. <laughs> I think I just love the the madness of it. It's just such a crazy week, <laughs> and I think you can't really explain the buzz to anyone until they're involved in it. Um, and even if that's backstage, you know, front of house, on stage, there's just such a energy about the place. Um, it's like you don't need drugs; just come and do show week. <laughs> you just get this total high from it and you come home and it's always like you're lying in your bed wide awake just can't can't calm yourself down because you're just in such a buzz being on stage and being with all your friends and the costumes and the makeup it's such an exciting week um and I think always keep that in mind if you're having a tough time with rehearsals or everyone goes through that kind of lull where you're like oh I'm tired of this or other stuff going on your head's not always in it you just think this will all be worth it come show week because it's just such a fun week. And you kind of just get to pretend that you're a wee bit of a superstar for a week, you know. Like, I'm just, I'll just be on stage tonight. If anyone if anyone needs me, you know, just get me at the side of stage. I'll sign some autographs. <laughs> I hope someone's got my riders with all my, my things that I want <laughs> in my dressing room. So it's a, it's a pure theatrical answer, but definitely the band call. Obviously, this this year was quite important. Obviously, COVID struck it down, but Oklahoma, um, we hadn't done a show for a while that had a full orchestra. And I always remember growing up with the opera, that was the big thing. The orchestra was in pretty much every show I think they ever did um, because that was just the way musicals were. Um, you know, Call Me Madams and your your Anything Goes and stuff, the score's written for that. Um, but modern contemporary musicals that we've done like your Footloose's, your Rock of Ages and stuff, the band's considerably smaller. Um, so I think when you've worked really hard and then you hear the band call is is great. It's fantastic. It just it just injects an energy into it. Because sometimes when you've been rehearsing something for four, four months and you're doing the same jokes and nobody's laughing at them anymore and you're really trying to put your all into the singing and nobody's giving you a round of applause anymore, you know, the way they did at the start. So um, I think the, the band call's massively important and just to just to hear that score 
play the way that it's supposed to play and get that energy back in um, is huge. And shout out to my uh, sister from Another Misser um, here. But I really like uh, Eilish's videos lately, the sort of backstage things, because there are a lot of things that sometimes, um, and this sounds horrible, but sometimes when you're a principal as well, you miss a lot of that. So it's awesome that if you're if you're on stage to to go back and see oh you know this is what was happening backstage or sometimes there's some private joke that you don't get let in on because you're on stage while they're talking about that. So I think um, having that little personal touch of letting the audience see it as well, um, those those little videos for for publicity and stuff is is become a wee bit of a a stable that I kind of look forward to as well. It's just, it's a buzz. It's an absolute buzz. Um, just everybody want to do the same thing and do the best job. It just, there's a, I don't think you can appreciate till you're absolutely in it. Um, yeah, buzz a show week. It's just everything, the energy, nervous tension, laughs and the sweeties in the dressing room. I love whenever um, the production team, I'll, I'll see it collectively, come in and see how much space they've not got for the different sets that we make. Um, I love uh, getting the set in delivered on a Saturday morning and we see the, the magic of the, the sort of opera week start from this pile of scenery or set. Sometimes we've made it, sometimes we've uh, ordered it in and you just see... The, our production grow from this pile of of set materials to the magic of lighting it and doing the sound and, and making sure everybody's happy with what they've got. So it, it has to be from a technical background that I love it. When it all comes together, it's just magic. It, it makes it more, it's my baby uh, the week of the show because the, the production team have done all their work. So um, I get to be in charge. So that's my favourite thing. Being somebody who has been in the happy to be in the cast um, and take nothing to do with the running of it, right up to being the, the 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 big guy, both literally and figuratively, who the buck stopped with, you know, the you know as you well know as well, being one part of the management team as well, uh, Lisa, you know, it's the ramp up to show week is so stressful and temper free and relationships are threatened and things break down and you just think, oh, we're never getting this over the line. This is never going to be, this should, you know, oh, we should never have done this. This is terrible. We're going to run out of money. It's awful. Why do we do this to ourselves? Why do we do this? And then everything lifts with a curtain, <laughs> you know? And it's like everybody just gets into it. And this overwhelming sense of uh, goodwill and uh, teamwork and pulling together and all this stuff for the weeks before melts away and it's all about getting on the stage and then the audience cheer and they whoop and people are in tears both on stage and off the stage and mostly you. And then everybody come down and everybody's hugging in the, the, the dressing room and everybody's in just such a really good mood. And it's just all worth it. And that sense of something massive, that six month, massively expensive, massively hard work, massively stressful. If we hadn't, if it hadn't cost so much, it wouldn't feel so sweet in the week. And I love that feeling of, ah, and standing at the party afterwards, that bittersweet feeling of, well, that's it over, but also we've done it. 
you know, and just watching. And, and when I was the president, I liked to just sit, stand at the back, beer in hand, and just watch the dance floor absolutely pulsating with all the energy of that week. It was fantastic. I just love it. There's nothing, I'm, I'm getting shivers just now talking about it. One of the best bits is band call because you get to finally hear the band and how everything goes together. But I think in terms of actually being on stage or or the actual show itself once it's on stage, is actually dressing rooms. Because you get to have lovely wee chats with everybody um, and you get to kind of get closer to people that maybe you've not spent a lot of time with during rehearsals. Mm. Especially when you're either a principal or you're the chorus or you're a... Um, you're one of the named parts because you end up spending a lot of time with those groups of people. Yeah. Um, you don't get to spend a lot of time interacting and getting to know other people, especially new members. True. So it's, it's really nice getting mm. actually getting to know people. The excitement, I think, just that thrill, like obviously, like day to day. Um, none of us or do that for you know a, a job, you know, and just that being able to to do this amazing thing and to stand up there on a stage and be watched by people you know who have kind of paid to come and see and also just that bringing together of everything that's all been worked for like to that point and I think my favorite thing as well is that getting in on Friday night and seeing the set and then just that for me just that kicks it off and I think it just gets better from there from there on in and just like the dressing rooms and just the buzz and rushing home from work you know and like you know usually I'm going to my mum's to do some of my hair and shoving things like you know shoving your salad or whatever else like into your face and just running to to get there but just when you're there it's just I think it's magical to be honest I've always said like people laugh but like you know I always said oh when I die like you know I would really like some of my ashes to be scarred in the town hall (laughs) because I I went to youth theatre as well so like that that building has just been such a major part of my life and it's like I honestly just completely feel like there's part of me there randomly but yeah so that that, that's just for me it's just like where magic loves never mind Disneyland what has been your most favourite production and or favourite role to play my favourite production to be part of was Sunshine and Leith, which is my first one. Uh, it's the first time I think I'd been on stage for that long for a whole show, um, just because of how um, Tom saw it being as the party backs, the party being the backdrop of the the musical itself. Um, yeah, I think that just stands out for me, just because I've never been part of something like that before, and obviously just always be acting in the background. They're having to react to some things, um, so I think that's one of that's one of the shows that stands out for me the most. Uh, I think um, my favourite one is when I got to be Cindy Lauper in The Wedding Singer. Um, obviously, being one of the impersonators, just a lot of fun um, because obviously I, I was with the other impersonators, including my husband, who was playing Billy Billy Idol with a very shocking wig, but I had no room to talk there because I had the rainbow coloured wig on and the massive bow in my hair um, but it was just it was a great laugh just with a group of impersonators with our scene you know it's just it was so much fun that part just also because obviously we got to come in at the end and just do the um, the finale all together and it was I just think that was the most, the most fun I've had on stage. Oh, see it's tough there's so many but I'm kind of going to bookend with the two biblical productions that we've done. Because my first main show was Jesus Christ Superstar, which was a real buzz. Because we were out in the hall so much, so we used like the 
actual auditorium that you're just in hall so much we were in there and it was a big choral numbers like you could just feel it like everyone was just so enthralled and even right at the end like when Jesus is on the cross you could hear a pin drop like everyone was just transfixed so it was just that feeling of like being right in the middle of the buzz that was happening and then Joseph which is a lighter subject which was nice because that was so busy and fast and colourful. That was the main thing about it. I love my costume. Like it just was craziness that one, but it's so much fun. And then favourite role. I've done lots of little snippets here and there, but I did get a small role in Sunshine on Leaf, even though I was hated by everyone because <laughs> I was wrecking the lovely marriage of Jean and Rab. <laughs> that came and was like come run away with me so that was fun to get like a chance to perform on my own because uh, I had to do like this whole monologue myself just like walking along the stage and everybody was like at the back and they were all just staring at me and I was like oh this is terrifying <laughs> particularly when it was like <laughs> several songs in and I was like oh I used to stand outside and there was like a radio on in the scene beforehand and I used to like have like like a wee panic attack every night <laughs> and then I'm like go it's time to go and be Margaret and travel back in time my favourite production's been Sunshine and Leith, and I think largely because, and, and this is a wee secret, don't tell anybody, I'm not a massive musical theatre fan. Uh, I would I would go and see a play any day of the week before I'd go and see a musical, so getting able to do a show that was, to me, much more a play with music in it than a musical was just was just absolutely perfect. And the fact that the role was, a to me, a proper acting role, um, was just absolutely perfect, and the fact they got to do it with my sister-in-law and I got to play opposite cat was just was absolutely perfect. Um, it was probably the tightest principal cast I've ever been with as well. But the broader cast, everybody just had such a great time, and it really felt like everybody had such a great time in that show. Uh, so yeah, I would have to say for me, uh, Sunshine and Leith and playing Rab was the high point of my chaos career thus far. Okay, so my favourite production has got to be Anything Goes. Um, Anything Goes was the centenary show um, and it was just an absolute privilege to be part of that particular show. Um, the show itself is just a really great show. It's great for everybody. It's got brilliant parts. The music's great. But on the whole, it is just a fabulous chorus show. Um, and it is just great from start to finish, from the rehearsals till the actual show week. It's just, it really does hold a special place in my heart. So my favourite role has to be probably my only role, real role, which was playing Betty Blast in Footloose. Um, and that was really fun, just basically trying to roller skate about on the stage. Um, and actually one of the best things about it was just the laugh that Craig and I had, um, particularly in Liddell's car park down in Coatbridge, both trying to learn how to roller skate for that part. It's, um, yeah, it was great memories. I kind of have a favourite sort of era of A Chaos, where we did Anything Goes, which I think was the centenary show, and then we went straight into Footloose for the summer show, and then we went straight into singing in the rain for like the next March production after that and those three shows like that kind of run of shows for me just stands out as being like a really good time in a chaos I just 
loved being part of the centenary show and the excitement that came along with that. Footloose was such a fun show to be in and it was the Scottish Amateur Premier so it was quite exciting for a club for us to get chosen you know, to, to do that and to put it on and I just think it's a great show. I'd love to see the club do it on a bigger scale again. And then Singing in the Rain, again, not many amateur clubs can do that and do it well. And there was just a bit of a buzz every night about making it rain on the stage in the town hall um, every night. And So the three of them, I think, kind of stand out for me. And then I also loved Rock of Ages as well because I just loved the costumes that we got for that. We were really lucky at having all that stuff custom made for us. Um, yeah, so... Those three, and then Rock of Ages, probably for all the costumes that we got to wear. Probably got to see Jesus Christ Superstar. First of all, because I did put blood, sweat, and tears into building that set. Um, I actually think I left definitely some DNA in that set, and not in a good way. Um, also, Jesus Christ Superstar, because it is when I fell in love with musical theatre as well. Sitting in the audience, eating my chicken fried rice um, on, I think it was a tech rehearsal, and Stephen Struthers comes out and does Gethsemane, no costumes, no set or anything, and I was in tears and just fell in love with musical theatre at that point. It's very much a time between Windsinger and Rent. Uh, Windsinger, because it was the first show, it was a load of fun, but Rent has always, always been a favourite show of mine, and just being a part of that. It's an iconic show across Broadway and musical theatre. There's so many big names that have been a part of it. Um, so being just on stage and doing my piece for that was so, so good. But um, being in uh, probably one of my favourite scenes that I've done in A Chaos was the, the bartender scene in uh, Wedding Singer, where it was me, Big Ian Campbell, Struthers <laughs> and Dale, uh, just obviously dance along the back way, Ross as well. Um, that was a brilliant, brilliant scene to do. Such good fun. Just five guys doing their best to try and dance, getting nowhere. Such good fun. Probably still is Rock of Ages, which was my first show back in 2017. And it's my favourite show because it just got me into the club. It was my first um, principal role and I was just accepted into the club and it was just such a fun show to do. It was absolutely hilarious. Everyone's laughing at each other for all the right reasons. Um, and it was absolutely fantastic. So my favourite probably is still Rock of Ages. But I do have to say, I think the biggest extravaganza that we've put on so far when I've been part of the club is was Joseph. Um, because it was just massive and so much work went into it. So that still has a little place in my heart. My favourite role was probably George in The Wedding Singer because the costumes I got to wear as playing George were absolutely hilarious. I was the campest, most 80s thing you've ever seen on stage and I got to be involved in choosing a lot of the costumes. I made the wig myself um, and it was just so much fun to be a part of. So probably George from The Wedding Singer was my favourite role to play. I think probably right up there for the first time I was doing it would be, have to be uh, GC because of just, uh, it brought a lot of people into the club that I knew as well, uh, mates-wise, and just the feeling of it. it's been one of my favourite shows ever, doing anyway, and the, the, the camaraderie and the kind of uplift, even though there was a lot of death in it, was was just superb. Um, 
also loved Sunshine on Leith because that was just so happy and it was so upbeat and friendly and outgoing and it was Lambie's last show as well and I just always remember being in the aisles or in the sorry in the wings waiting to come on to the last bit and just always looking at him and thinking this is his absolutely last one and just being very sad about that but also very happy that we had the chance to know for all that time we'll still keep in touch and as I say family send off on one of the cheeriest shows you can do. Uh, the favorite, my favourite production was My Fair Lady in 1998. I loved that show because of the costumes and the music. Uh, my favourite part I played was Mamita and Gigi, and that was 1991. The most memorable thing was singing I Remember It Well, and I sang that with Harry Johnson, who he played Henri at that particular time and Harry unfortunately is no longer with us but he was a great friend and that always sticks in my memory that uh, part Gigi I loved that my goodness favourite role and favourite uh, production that's a what a question and for a guy who's not really been in that many shows with Adri uh, and yet I've got I've got two shows and two roles which um you know, you would never think you would ever get the chance to play. Um, the first one was it was um, West Side Story, um, and uh, I got the chance to play Bernardo in that. Um, but the other one uh, is uh, has to be JC. Uh, again, I, I got the opportunity to play quite a, a, a character role, uh, which was uh, Pilot. If I was going to toss a coin and see which one was really the best. I'd actually say it was probably West Side Story. And I know a few few eyebrows might be raised by that, but I thought start to finish the uh, the, the, the the way Lisa put together the, the dancing, uh, mirroring the, 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 the whole Hollywood production, um, it was just fabulous. It really was. Great music, um, great fun. And uh, I think everybody enjoyed that one. But uh, yeah, so very, very difficult to pick, but I'll, I'll go with West Side Story. Right, it is a tough one because there's been so many shows, but I think my favourite has to be Rock of Ages. It was just such a feel-good show and being in part of such a like a tight dance troupe as well. Uh, and the costumes were outstanding in like so many different ways. But um, And I think the favourite role would be when I got to play Katie Brown in Calamity Jane because that was my first kind of big principal role and it was just something totally different for me rather than dancing all the time um, and just kind of loved every minute of it. Without hesitation, my favourite role I played was Wild Bill Hickok in Calamity Jane. Um, there's several reasons for that. I think every wee boy wanted to be Wild Bill Hickok. Because <laughs> when I was a laddie, we all played cowboys and Indians, you know. So to get a chance to dress up as, the, as Wild Bill Hickok and perform it on a stage. And I'm never the most confident singer on stage. I prefer acting. No, I struggle a bit more, but for some reason, all the songs in, in that part seemed to suit me, and I actually enjoyed singing every one of them. As a result of that, I didn't get nervous when I was singing, but that added to my enjoyment of the role. And I've got to be honest, the girl that played Calamity Jane, Alison, she was a fantastic Calamity. Her and I were very friendly, out with, you know, off stage as well, as couples were friendly, and that made us very comfortable with each other. And the whole experience was just great. I loved the show, I loved the songs. I loved being Bill Hickok, and um, it was real role play for me in a kind of funny way. But uh, and then to get great applause and great plaudits for playing it 
was fantastic. I just thoroughly enjoyed every minute of it. What would you put in the Achaos time capsule? I think probably half the costumes out of that we've done uh, are from the 80s. And the past shows that I've done, so I don't know. Any costumes for the 80s would probably still be good. Um, I'd probably say the Wensinger um, programme or something, the costume for there. That was a great show for so many levels. Um, it was my first show with the club. It was a show I'd never done before, and it was a pleasant surprise with just how good it was. And like I said, to join the, the group of the people and see what was there. So, um, aye, I'd probably say aye, something at a Wensinger. As a costume. If I was to put anything in a, a chaos time capsule, it would be Dennis's wig from Rock of Ages. The single best piece of costuming I've had in nearly 20 years with the club. What a magnificent article that was. The red fabric that we were supposed to use <laughs> um, in the Dream Valley in Oklahoma. And I think that is just quite poignant because although we will fingers crossed very much for putting on Oklahoma next year um, we had really built up to to creating something quite special with it and it was just so sad that we didn't get get to put it on stage this year because of everything that happened with lockdown and I think there's just always that moment um, after doing months of rehearsing and there's been all the ups and downs and fallouts and happy moments and tears <laughs> there's just that moment where it all just clicks together and you think yes like this is it that's going to work it's going to be great and I think we were just on the brink of that and I think it was such a shame for it not to have happened but I loved that part of it I think the dream valley was something quite special in the end and I think yeah I remember standing on stage or you were trying to work things out and everyone was throwing ideas at you (laughs) I'm like we could do this we could do this why don't we do this and um I think that bit of fabric was maybe quite symbolic of everything that went into that show <laughs> every all the good the bad and the ugly and it all turned out really well and I just hope that come next year when we do bring it to the stage that we still have that little bit of magic in it so in the time capsule I would put a Smith family photo Alan's family have been part of the club since 1986 when Anne joined um, for Brigadoon and we're all still part of the show. Um, you know, Alan's sister's in the show. She's been in the show. She's now doing props. Alan's been in the show and he's now the treasurer. And Alan's mum, who's been in the show for years, she now runs a tea bar. Um, and now my own two sons are now part of the club. And I have no doubt that one day either of them will likely be president or they will take over as treasurer from their dad when their dad decides to wrap up the books. Um, I think I'd do one cupcake because that's obviously like the rehearsal time. But for stage value, I would probably put on my shiny trousers from Rock of Ages. I've never worn them again since then. But I just think, you know, for posterity and just say, I actually did fit in these at one point. I'd put them in the time capsule. I think I would say character shoes because it's the only time you wear character shoes is when you do a show. So, you know, it's coming up to a show when you get your character shoes out. And I actually have a pair that are totally that I wore in West Side Story and they are ruined, completely ruined just for doing that dance at the gym and I can't throw them out so I would just shove them in that time capsule and keep them in there <laughs> uh, I would probably put in my pink sparkly bra and my high waist knitted pants from Rock of Ages 
I think they're probably my best known costume and Anne Smith still talks about them to people that weren't even in that show about how much I kept going on about how much I loved this pink sparkly bra and these high-waisted knitted pants and she thought they were awful but they were like the comfiest thing that I had ever worn so I was totally up for strutting about in my underwear backstage because it was so comfy. <laughs> for me it was uh, the, the cowboy boots that I got a loan of um, because at the start, <laughs> you just couldn't get them on, you couldn't get them off, you couldn't wear them for too long, um, but eventually these boots loosened off and I got brought on a kind of official boot taker or offerer and that made it so much easier just to get the boots off when I'm, I wasn't dancing in them. So I think I'll never forget those boots and if it comes to a cowboy thing again, then I'm definitely trying to get a pair that fit me. <laughs> The lyrics to I Feel Pretty, which is what I got Dale to sing in Rock of Ages, one of the many times that I was allowed to humiliate him on stage, getting the band uh, parts together and breaking the fourth wall and trying to prove to Dale that he was on a show, which he didn't believe he was. So gave him that I Feel Pretty music and then he had to sing it on stage, which he knew nothing about. I would have a recording like a physical record, like a, like a little dictaphone in there of Rangus yelling, Vocal warm up! Vocal warm up! And then like the, 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 the noise that happens after and then the, all of that coming together because that honestly would be represented to me. If it had to be an actual physical item and a recorder wouldn't count, then um, maybe, maybe one of the group pictures. But the problem with that is there's so many times we've taken group pictures, it hasn't, had everybody in it so maybe like an album yeah an album of pictures might might work like i said and it links into my favorite costume it would probably be the wig that i kind of spent so much love and effort weaving everything in and out of it weaving beads and ribbons through it it would probably be the george wig but unfortunately that wig is lost to time because by the end of show week it's been this hot sweaty mess and that wig was the bear of my life for that week. It got in my eyes when I was trying to do choreography and I threw it in the bin. But I kind of regret that. I wish I still had it. It's a thing that I wish I'd held on to. Um, so time capsule for me would probably be the George wig in, a, in another reality where I didn't bin it. <laughs> what is your most memorable Achaos moment? The one that I like was uh, Anything Goes in 2009. Uh, we were on the stairs doing hand movements, singing and doing hand movements. And Anne Smith, T. Anne Smith, was standing, was behind me and she knocked my hat off and we could not stop laughing because Anne's got quite an infectious laugh and the two of us were in knots and the tears were running down her eyes. It was so, so funny. We couldn't sing for laughing. That always sticks in my head. I think it was like maybe the Friday night of Rent and... I was doing, I think it was that. It was not the night it got filmed. And I was doing Seasons of Love, the solo. And the way it was staged, obviously, I was, I I had the whole cast behind me at that point because I'd stepped forward. And I don't know what it was about that night, but it, like the audience just erupted and I almost broke character. And I could feel behind me, like everyone's energy, like going, <gasps> like, you know, it was like, it was really surreal. It was like the whole room just kind of, 
felt it all together in that song, that peak of that song. And we were all just in on it together. Um, and I just, uh, that was a really overwhelming and cool moment. I don't think I'll ever forget that. I think the main one that sticks out for me was me making a mistake on stage. Great. And it was in Rent. And at the end of Love You Bohem, mm-hmm. Dale was on a chair. And then I'm at the bottom of the chair and I always put my hand out at the end of the song. So we finished, pause. Helpful. And then as soon as the lights went down, I'd put my hand out so that Dale could grab my hand and step down. Yes. And for some weird reason, and I don't like saying oh, it's somebody else's fault, but I think the lighting cue was later than normal. Oh, and in right. my head, I just was like in the rhythm of it. So end of the song, boom, boom. turn round. So I had a sort of timing. Gotcha. And so I went, end of the song, boom, turn. But the lights were still up. And instead of just like holding it, I then went back into the pose again. <laughs> so... In case you didn't get that yeah, pose again. Aye. So I suppose, yeah, whenever I make a mistake or whatever, I think that's quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> My most memorable moment um, is probably the chance to meet the Proclaimers. Um, that was an experience that I probably wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Um, we were invited to the Motherwell Concert Hall um, and we met them before their gig. So we were standing outside for ages waiting for them. Um, and then we eventually got into their dressing room to, to meet them. Um, they were really nice and they gave us a plug during their show as well. Um, which was pretty impressive. One of the funniest moments, looking back on it now that everything was fine, was probably Sue Love falling through the chair um, during um, calamity and not even missing a beat. It was as if it hadn't even happened. Her foot went right through the seat of the chair that she was standing on at the time and she just stepped straight out of it and continued to sing mid-song. It's one of the most impressive things I have ever witnessed on stage. Everybody else would have been on their bum on the floor, game over, and she just continued like it hadn't even happened. I've got too many funny moments on stage and off stage to even remember half of them. Um, but, but if I sat down, I could, I could get a piece of paper and list dozens of funny things that have happened on stage. But there certainly is a kind of poignant moment, if you like, and, and that was when we were doing Call Me Madam, and I was playing the, the male lead in Call Me Madam. And um, my father was ill. And on the opening night um, of Call Me Madam, my father died at 7.30. So I didn't know he had died until I came off stage at 10 o'clock when we come off. And it was a very surreal experience. And my father, I know, would always have wanted me to love seeing me on stage. And he would have said to me, carry on and do that show. Particularly when you're playing the lead and there's no stand-ins and whatnot. You know the complications that involves. So I made the decision I was going to carry on and do the show that week. And it was really surreal arranging funerals and things during the day and then going and doing the show at night. And you just had to learn the ability to, for that fear, switch off and become the character you were playing again. And it worked. On stage, you managed it and still managed to enjoy performing it. But one of the strange things was, I, used to, I was beginning to think, there's some rogue here, a bit callous, this lot, you know. I'm going to me. And what happened was the president said to them, look, it's going to be difficult for Bill, so don't go about to go on stage saying to him, how are you feeling that way? Because you could end up making him break down and start crying before he goes on stage. So everybody was just avoiding the subject. And it was only after it was finished, you all come in and kind of hug Jane and say, we're sorry, you know. But it was a really strange thing, you know. And it really was strange. Uh, well, awkward one was when I was, again, in Sunshine and Leaf, you know, doing my monologue, doing my thing, doing my acting. 
and then my mic cuts out and so it wasn't even Joe, it was Alan Love, who thankfully I know very well. And he was just like, I can't get to it. And I was like, well, you're just going to have to put my dress over my head in front of everyone. So I was just like, I do it. I've got tights and knickers on. Like, we're not showing anything too crazy. So <laughs> that sticks out. Another is doing Jailhouse Rock. It just really sticks out. I know it it's weird because it's like at the start of the show and it is like the main character leaving jail but it kind of just is there and then it's gone and you don't really think about it because it's not really tied to the story but just that was like up there for like just a really fun like dance number like because it felt so cool because we're all in the stripy iconic like dresses and we're just like giving it big licks up on the stage which was so much fun I think at the time I didn't think it was very funny but looking back I think it's absolutely hysterical during Opera Week for West Side Story, I had probably the worst chest infection I've ever had in my life. It lasted, honestly, over a month, and it was at its peak during Opera Week. And I remember my voice lowered so much, I couldn't sing, I could hardly speak. And when you watch the footage of West Side, it is so funny. In Officer Krupke, Baby John has that bit where he kind of like falsettos it and is impersonating a female with his voice and I said to the MD and I said to Tom Gemma I was like I cannot make those noises <laughs> and I was basically told to like just improvise with my voice and it came out in the lowest voice I've ever had like produced in my life and just seeing like Stephen Lambie's face um, Grant Johnson's face all the other jets looking at me like what on earth are you doing <laughs> because I don't think they had quite got the memo that that's what I was doing so to them it was almost like a fright and I just remember trying so hard not to laugh but I was in so much pain but it is hysterical to look back on. Well probably the most memorable one for me um, was I had, we had an Oklahoma rehearsal on my 21st birthday and uh, I didn't know what was happening and at the end of the rehearsal Ross went up onto the piano and he started playing Happy Birthday and I think more than before I started to realise as I've said before how much of a family we are and like it just it made me feel so such a good part of the group and everything. Uh, for me can I I was questioning myself going into like rehearsals because I know I've been in a band long enough and I've learned the lyrics of songs and things but I've never learned like dancing and singing and acting all in one. So it was really nice to kind of not play off of that's the wrong word, to kind of learn from people who've been there for yonks and just watching what they do and how they're listening and how they're kind of taking it all in. Because there was one thing for me is like, I don't know if I can learn lines because I, I simply don't know yet. Um, but I've got like a photographic memory, so that might work. But anyway, one of the days it was a, like it was a really long, um, rehearsal it was when it was in the church it was a really long one I just thought this is going to be murder just the length of it but I couldn't believe it when it was finished it was just so I was just right into it and it was one of the choreography days where we were doing Kansas City I was just loving every single minute of it it was really good I enjoyed that bit <laughs> The one that kind of sticks out for me, although there probably have been many that other people would say about me, <laughs> the one that sticks out for me is Guys and Dolls, eh, the Havana scene, the fight scene, when the fight breaks out, 
and I was giving it big licks so much so that everybody else had kind of knocked themselves out and I was the only one standing and I had to pretend to punch myself to knock myself to the floor because there was nobody else left to hit me. <laughs> so it was one of those um, thinking in the moment. I was like, oh no, everybody else is on the deck and I'm not. So I had to hit myself. But um, yeah, and apparently me falling through the chair in Calamity Jane was a classic moment as well. The chair just went from underneath me. Um, and I just had to get my foot out of it and carry on. But apparently it was quite funny as well. <laughs> and I know it all sounds very trite, but it has definitely been the friendships and the associations over the years. So really friendship, I suppose, has got to come out at very, very high. And I'm, I'm sure everybody says that. And I'm, I think the reason I'll say it is because it's true. You know, there's such a big group that we've all, and we've always got that common bond that, that we're lovely to get up and, and doing my thing and strutting my stuff in that stage, or assisting backstage, you know. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Braw and the Brave, a podcast about people and their passions. Join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests. Bye for now. <laughs>